God of mercy, we no longer look for Jesus among the dead, for he is alive. Increase in our minds and hearts the risen life that we share with Jesus Christ. And help us to grow as your people as you make all things new. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Good morning and happy Easter. Luke, Luke 24 verses 5 and 6 says, Why are you looking in the place of the dead for someone who is alive? Jesus isn't here. He has been raised from death. Easter is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ and the important implications that it has for our lives and also for the whole world. Easter is the day that makes everything different. It is the day that makes the risen life possible. Today we celebrate. However, on the first Easter day, the disciples were not ready for that. Far from it, in fact. Their mindset was more negative, uncertain, and fearful. It might be like some of us in these uncertain times in which we are living. Some of the women went along to the tomb first, and they made the surprising discovery that the stone had been rolled away, and there was no body. In Luke, it says that they were puzzled, perplexed, and terrified. Mark 16, 8 says, trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. The last uh, thing on Mary Magdalene's mind was a celebration. Her eyes were swollen from tears. She had no doubt uh, wept herself to sleep for the past couple of nights. Think of what she had seen. She had seen the results of brutal soldiers scourging her master. She had been, uh, saw him drag uh, the crossbeam along the Via Della Rosa for what seemed like an eternity. And after standing in the shadows, she had watched with her mouth open as long spikes were driven into the hands and feet of her Lord. She must have closed her eyes as, they, as he began to say, My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Then he breathed his last. And if that wasn't enough, she had also stayed long enough to watch as two friends came and pulled him free from the cross and wrapped him in a large linen sheet and prepared him for burial. There were some who were celebrating, the Jewish officials, the Roman soldiers, Satan and his demons were rejoicing. You could be sure of that. Mary and the other faithful, broken-hearted women could certainly relate to that old song that we sing often during Holy Week. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? Yes, we were there. Were you there when they nailed him to a tree? Yes, we were, and we heard the thud of those spikes that were driven into the cross. Were you there when they laid him in the tomb? Yes, we were. Our grief was intense. To us, it was the end. We would never again hear his words of comfort. We would never again feel his shadow crossing our faces. It was all gone. Our dreams had faded. Our hopes were dashed. It was over. These women were real people with real feelings, with grief, with laughter, with tears, with memories, with heartaches. They felt the sting of death. These women felt the low watermark of their existence. They had faithfully followed Jesus Christ. They stayed with and ministered to him and provided for his needs. 
They probably mended his garments and those of the disciples. They touched, embraced, and loved him. Now, he was gone. It was all gone to ruin. But they didn't know the end of the story. And even if they heard it from Jesus before, they didn't understand it. With Jesus being dead, all their hopes and dreams for their lives and their people were dashed. They were broken. And they were beyond hope. I suspect that this describes the reality of some of our lives here this morning. It is Easter Sunday, but many of us are dealing with broken relationships and long-term illness, grief, sickness, loss of employment, and financial worries, impacted by the COVID-19 one way or another, loss of loved ones, quarantined, feel like the walls are caving in all around us, and we can keep going on and on. Society seems overwhelmed with violence, poverty, sickness, and fear, among many other things. At times, uh, there is little reason to celebrate 1.8 million cases of the coronavirus and 110,000 deaths around the world. How do we make sense of this when many around the world today are saying and have said for over 2,000 years that the message of Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, changes everything? The resurrection of Jesus from the dead is the be-all and the end-all of the Christian faith. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, then all those who proclaim the Christian faith are basically crazy. Why is the resurrection of Jesus Christ so important? Because the whole of the Christian faith, the whole of this relationship with God and its impact in the world, stands or falls on the truth of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul's writing in 1 Corinthians 15 says, And if Christ had not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. That is what is at stake here in believing the resurrection of Jesus Christ. A lot of the 20th century theologians tried to explain the resurrection away and rationalize it, to explain it as a myth, symbol, or an inner subjective experience. My point is that it is not worth believing if that is all there is. I agree with Paul. If Christ did not rise, this is all in vain and useless, and it's a waste of time. The heart of the Christian faith, the biblical story, is that Jesus was born, he lived, he proclaimed and demonstrated the kingdom through words and actions. He was put to death, raised to life, ascended to heaven, exalted at the right hand of the Father. He sent the Holy Spirit, gave us a purpose and mission to fulfill, and will one day come again to completely renew all things. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is the message upon which everything else hinges. It comes down to this. If Jesus did not rise from the dead, Christianity is a fraud, a joke, and fake news. If he did rise from the dead, then he must be the absolute center of our lives. He is the hinge upon which everything turns and matters. Don't water it down. Make it a bland middle ground or explain it away. And the churches and denominations who have done just that are dying. Easter provides a surge of grace. 
It is that outpouring of grace on that first Easter morning that changes the disciples' mindset forever. And the direction of their lives takes a new turn. Their attitude is transformed as they begin to learn what it means to live the risen life. It wasn't immediate. It took them a little while to come to terms with it, or a little while to allow a hint of hope to come forth. And it took some time for them to connect the dots between the Old Testament prophecies and Jesus' own teachings regarding the events of Holy Week. There is still tension in the gospel readings. Luke tells us, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And they stood there perplexed about this. The tension to struggle to believe on one hand and this growing sense of joy and amazement on the other. In Mark 16, verse 8, it says, Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because... They were afraid. It is only gradually that their pain, despair, and brokenness begins to be replaced with hope and possibility. It is possible that we are living with the same tension here today. We come to church this Easter online, I must add, and we aren't quite sure what to make of all of this. When the women went away from the tomb, they wondered what this might mean. This morning, if we are uncertain about the events of Holy Week, Christianity, and the message about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are in good company. We won't be the first or the last person to be struggling to make sense of this message. It wasn't easy for those who first went to the tomb. We know that they did worship, rejoice, and believe, but it took a little bit of time. If that is you, can I encourage you to do what Peter does. Peter is inquisitive enough to go to the tomb to look and see for himself. Luke 24 verse 12 says, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Can I encourage you to inquire a little more about the message of Christianity and to check it out for yourself? We are available to discuss it with you. Send me an email and we can discuss it over the phone or Zoom or hopefully sometime soon face to face. I encourage you to ask God to reveal himself to you. We are told in Holy Scripture to taste and see and to come and see. But if we're going to ask, make sure that we are open and aware of when he does reveal himself. It might be in a dream. It might be through a sermon or worship service. It might be in the love of another person. It might be when we least expect it. But I encourage you to be open and awake and aware. Everything looks different in the light of Easter morning. I am absolutely convinced because I have experienced the risen Christ. The evidence of the New Testament and the church over the last 2,000 plus years is that those first disciples, both men and women, became certain as well. They were transformed by the resurrected Christ, His resurrection power, and it changed all of history. In our reading from Acts today, they killed Him by hanging Him on a cross, but God raised Him from the dead on the third day and caused Him to be seen. 
1 Peter 1 verse 3 says, All praise to God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Now we live with great expectation. Easter is one of living hope. Easter provides the foundation of surprise in our lives. Surprises and waves of resurrection grace that can overturn tragedy in our lives and in the world. A risen life is one lived in hope of resurrection, surprise, and grace. That is the sort of hope that we all need during the daily insecurities of our lives. And maybe you have followed Jesus in your past and you have made some horrifying mistake. Well, welcome to the club. We have all done that. But listen to Mark's gospel in chapter 16, verses 6 and 7. Don't be alarmed, the messenger said. We are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they lay him. But go and tell the disciples. And listen to this. And Peter. He's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. Jesus called him out because he knew that Peter denied him. He wants Peter to know that his forgiveness, grace, love, and redemption are available to him as well. Jesus does not want Peter to be stuck in perpetual guilt and shame, and he doesn't want us to be as well. Don't let this Easter be just another day. This can easily be a distant memory by Tuesday morning. It is easy to go back to our normal life as the same person with the same problems. The resurrection of Jesus Christ has far greater implication for our lives. Easter is something that can be experienced and lived every day. Paul says in Philippians 3 verse 10, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty uh, power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death. Jesus wants to free us from whatever prisons that we find ourselves. Some of us are in chains, captivity, bondage, and prison. However, because of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can be set free. That is the good news of the gospel. Jesus has need of us, and he wants us to be released from the stake that is holding us from being useful to the master, as we read in our gospel during the liturgy of the palms last Sunday on Palm Sunday. And we can be set free from the prisons that restrict us. This morning we are invited to meet up with Jesus, for he is waiting for us to come to him. Jesus said in John 14, verse 19, because I live, you also will live. Our Easter calling is to let Christ live in us, to embrace by faith his new life, to let him take hold of us, to participate in his death and resurrection. The biblical metaphor for Easter spirituality is found in baptism. The baptized life is a life that is lived in the pattern of death and resurrection. We had baptisms planned for this special day on Easter, and because of what is happening all around the world in this pandemic, uh, we can't do that. But we look forward real soon, coming back together as the people of God gathered in this place to be able to celebrate 
um, baptisms. Lent is the road that leads to the baptismal burial and to death in order that we can be raised from the dead with Christ in the power of the resurrection. Romans chapter 6 says, We know that our old sinful selves were crucified with Christ so that sin might lose its power in our lives. We are no longer slaves to sin, but when we died with Christ, we were set free from the power of sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we are also uh, alive with him. Death no longer has mastery over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. We heard the cry on Good Friday that it is finished. The work is over. Holy Saturday, we were quiet and waiting, being in the moment of confusion, grief, loss, and struggle. Now on Easter, with the resurrection of Jesus, God begins to put in place his work of bringing the new creation, the risen life, into being. There can't be a resurrection without death. This is how we come to and live as followers of Jesus Christ, death to sin and new life in Christ. We are invited to live a risen life. The resurrection brings an outpouring of grace as we've already discussed. Have we experienced this new resurrection life? We have to be forgiven from our sins, to die to one way of life in order to live his risen and new life. And how does that happen? By repenting and turning away from our sin and putting our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ. The Christian life, his risen life, is a way of life. What does this mean? Well, we turn away from following evil, the enemy, the values and ways of the world, sin and death. And we turn toward Jesus, his purposes and desires, living life in this sphere called the kingdom of God, where Jesus Christ rules as king, our Savior and our Lord. And we carry out his purpose and mission through the power of the Holy Spirit to the least, the last, the lost, and the left out. Mary and the other faithful disciples could also relate to this verse. Were you there when he rose up from the grave? Yes, they say. He revealed himself to us, and he wants to reveal himself to you. So now this Easter, it is our time to rethink what we have heard and seen in light of his death and his resurrection. Jesus is not waiting at the grave. He is on with the mission. And he wants us to get on with the mission of learning to live in love like Jesus, to be and to make disciples we glory in your cross O lord and we praise and glorify your holy resurrection for by your cross joy has come to the world i encourage you this morning if you are a prodigal son or daughter you know what it means to live and be in relationship with jesus but you've walked away from that I want you to know that Jesus is here. He's sitting. He's waiting. He's longing for you to come and walk home. And when he sees you coming, he's going to run to come meet you and embrace you and kiss you with tears in his eyes.
and welcome you home. And if you've never given your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, let this be the day. Turn from your sin, repent of your sin, acknowledge your sin, walk away from your sin and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. You're not going to be able to clean yourself up before you come to Jesus, so don't try. Only cleaning ourselves up comes through the work and the power of the Holy Spirit. I encourage you, let this be today, this day, today, on Easter, the day that you give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ. We are broken pieces. Make something from us, O Lord. We are broken pieces. Make something from us. For the healing of the nations. For justice for the oppressed. For hope in our city. For peace in the world. For light in the darkness. We are broken pieces. Gathered around a promise. We are the body of Christ. We offer ourselves to you. The world is in turmoil today with this pandemic, no doubt. However, we are able to stand firm because while everything seems changed this Easter, it is Easter that changes everything. We are a people who practice resurrection. We walk with the living Jesus. We accept and interact with the Holy Spirit. We immerse ourselves in the reality that the Father is in control. The world might be distressed, but the king and his kingdom is certainly not shaken. I leave you with these thoughts. Pope John Paul II said, Do not abandon yourselves to despair. We are the Easter people, and hallelujah is our song. 1 Peter 1 3 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again because God raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Job 19, verse 5 says, I know that my Redeemer lives, and He will stand upon the earth at last. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.